Well, good morning again. How are you today? I am so grateful to be here. And uh, uh, I'm going to share a joke with you, okay? Because you know I have to. Uh, so a minister asked his wife uh, why she would buy a $250 dress. And she said, I just had to. I went to the store. I tried it on. It looked so good. He goes, but $250? And she said, well, Satan made me do it. And he said, well, you know what we teach. You should say, get behind me, Satan. And she said, I did, but he told me I looked good from the back. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to use that when I buy a dress next time. I'm just like, you know. Um, also, I, I, I read this, and I really wanted to, I love when children say things. So I want to share a couple of things with you about things that kids have said. Uh, that um, everyone should have one spouse, and this is called monotony. <laughs> Noah's wife was called the Joan of Arc. And uh, the seventh commandment is thou shalt not admit adultery. <laughs> there are more, and you are welcome to read them after the talk if you'd like. So I am so happy to be here, and I will tell you the talk that was working me this week was uh, on ego and the reorganization of our mind, our ego, which is really why we come to a place like this, to settle it down and to start to recognize the beliefs and conditions that we have uh, had in place uh, you know, now in this lifetime, and if you believe in many. Um, but in order to get on the spiritual path, uh, well, I mean, maybe I'll correct that. In order to progress on the spiritual path, looking at oneself is really, really important. And it is a, uh, for me, it has been a long journey and sometimes a quite painful one. But the result of it has been uh, a calmer, uh, more energetic, um, clear clarity, um, purposeful love. Uh, I am in preschool still in the spiritual journey, but what I really love um, is when a place like this gets to share some higher truths with you to help you on yours. So one of the things that I was researching was David Hawkins. And I wasn't very familiar with him, but a post came across Instagram and you know, as a minister, if a post comes across Instagram, you have to read it and then go check it out and see the validity. And last night I was spending time with uh, my group of folks that I love very dearly. Uh, we were doing a full moon meditation and I asked um, my teacher and friend Jeff if he had ever heard of him and he said, well, yeah, that's the book I was reading when we met our teacher, Rebe, who's gone. And I thought, how I love those synchronicities of life, right? And what that really tells me is that that person who's gone is never gone. And uh, when you start to calm your personality and you look at the belief, right, and you start to look at yourself and you start to reorganize uh, your uh, personality self, then clarity and synchronicity and love and abundance, all of those things start to find their way to you. And I call them little miracles. Um, David Hawkins says that uh, in the spiritual journey of self-discovery or evolution, uh, if you start to start to take a look at yourself, it cultivates an insightful uh, self-awareness for the transformation of your consciousness. And through his teachings, uh, he offers invaluable guidance navigating those intricate landscapes. And I thought, uh, 
for us, it sounded very similar to what I have learned on my path through various teachers and what we teach here. And the first step, uh, I thought, when I was looking through uh, these teachings was understanding the purpose of the ego. So, so many uh, people that I talk to talk about they want to get rid of the ego. Well, you need your ego. I remember when I first met my teacher, Rebe, he's like, well, you need the ego, right? You need it to drive and to work and you need it to communicate on this plane of existence. And it serves practical purposes for navigating everyday life. But if overly identified with the ego, it can create tremendous suffering and sorrow. And so that's what we're really here to look at is our over-identification with our ego. And I don't know about you, another conversation we had last night was how do we get started on this path? And I think I just wanted to be smarter. <laughs> I, wanted to, uh, I wanted to have the answers to all the problems of my life so that the problems wouldn't come anymore. Well, that doesn't work, right? Um, but what I did get was a sense of clarity. And one of the things, uh, having another conversation with Jeff this week, we talked about when you need to know how to make a decision. And so in my personality, if a trouble or a shock came, I would get very frantic, I would go to fear. And one of the things that I've noticed with the evolution of my consciousness and the settling down of Tracy, the personality, is that I can now go with the advice of a, a beautiful one to say, well, what decisions need to be made here? And where do we gotta go? And I got to, I got to apply that to my life this week because we had a circumstance that came up that we needed to make a big decision for. And it was so freeing to not bring all the drama and the belief system and the over-identification with fear and just making the decision propelled us forward into a feel-good space. We also had the finances to pay for this decision. And so I got to stop and pause for a moment and be very grateful for all the teachers, for my willingness to take the action steps to understand Tracy and to stop giving her a hard time for not being enough. Because you know my mantra, I am who I am and that is enough. And so as you start to say that, you start to recognize that life in itself doesn't have a lot of meaning we bring meaning to life. And the meaning we bring to it is our orientation towards it and how we have learned to deal with circumstances, whether they be blissful ones or ones that we consider difficult. So I love that he talks about that uh, taking ownership uh, of your own reality is of paramount, paramount, a paramount, uh, importance when you are taking that initial step to, to look at yourself. Now, you know, what's interesting about looking at the uh, ego self or the lower personality self, it's, it's referred to by a lot of different names, is that when we start to look, we start, for me, I don't know about for you, you can kind of contemplate this, but when I first met my teacher, I was going out them, their, everyone else's fault, blame, shame, my new word, Smythe. I, I love this word, I don't know, it just came into my mind. And I realized that, uh, you know, this victim consciousness is at the lower level of the vibration. And as you start to study and you allow someone to point and show you things very gently, sometimes harshly because we need it, um, that you start to make this transformation. You start to notice that in every instance you're going out into the objective world and that instance to me is designed to turn you around and bring you back 
inward for you to take a look and answer some questions. You know, so what David Hawkins says is there are practices to help you do this, which we do apply here, meditation, journaling, uh, what, what uh, I call nightly review, looking at your day, um, finding out and understanding your responses. And we do that in a compassionate, empathetic way to ourselves and the other people that we think did something to us, right? So we begin to see uh, our own reality that we've created uh, that we might not even be aware of that we're living. So what I would tell you is if you stop and take a look at your life, it is an example of your belief system. And so often suffering and sorrow is really what puts us on the path because we desire to have something different. We desire to experience joy. We desire to know happiness. We desire to have better relationships. You know, there are a lot of desires and desire in itself is still part of the ego. And so as you walk the path, that even transforms itself into uh, something that uh, Tom, my teacher Tom likes to say at the end of our meetings is, uh, there is peace, right? Let there be peace, there is peace. I am peace. And it's a progression of consciousness from out there in here to I am. And this is really how the ego serves us. We need it to traverse this um, multidimensional plane that we live on. Um, so through practices like intention setting, forgiveness work, we can reclaim our power. We can shape our own experiences and move past our perceived limitations about what's going on. We get to relook at scenarios and redefine them. And sometimes, I don't know about you, for me, that's really challenging. I am a verbal processor, and anybody who knows me knows I like to talk a lot. And so I, um, you know, things will go around uh, in my mind. And because I, how I learned, Tracy, to process information, sometimes I need a little, uh, you know, pointer from a good teacher to show me the loop that I'm stuck in, and they bring in reality, and something falls away from my personality self, and it just seems so simple when they're pointing it out to you. So I would advise not waiting three weeks, maybe phone a friend right away. But for me, um, you know, I, I really uh, like to figure things out. I love a good puzzle, and that includes me. But sometimes that even becomes a loop. So we really need, uh, or I would encourage you to find a good uh, teacher with the right teaching for you that vibrates and energizes you and, and moves you along the path a little bit further than where you were. And you know, who shows up for you, whether it be book or person, it, it is the right thing for you. And you can dive in and you'll know when it's time to move on. But there are things to look for, right? Are they moving you in the right direction? Are they peaceful and calm themselves? Are they giving you the freedom of choice and free will to study at your own pace and time? Do they see your personality self and they want to help you reorganize it? You know, one of the things that I uh, notice about myself is you know, it's a little chaotic up there. So Tracy, um, you know, she uh, really wants to be organized in terms of planning and writing and, you know, vision, action, purpose, goal. And I love those ideas, but I also know that it's a skill. 
And I have to have a willingness to build the skill to be able to move forward. And as I do that, I notice I'm more, again, calmer, clarity, peace, love. And then it opens me up to the higher realms for that answer that is already in the ethers to find its way to you. And you cultivate a level of discernment so that you then begin to trust yourself. This is what a good teacher brings to you, trust in oneself. And I love that uh, David Hawkins talks about this. You know, He encourages us to take radical responsibility for our thoughts and emotions by affirming our inherent worthiness and surrendering to the present moment and dissolve the ego resistance. This is what I found most interesting about his teacher. And it's not the first time I've heard it. My teacher, Rebe, shared it with me. My friend and teacher, Jeff, has shared it with me. But sometimes uh, we need it, hear it over and over and over again. And as you progress, there is just that one thing that captures your attention, that one word. And resistance is the thing that we need to address within ourselves. And as we lower our resistance, David Hawkins says this is what gives us that radical responsibility. And what you learn is the way you see the world is the way you experience it. I heard uh, Bashar, this person, another person I like to watch, talk about this idea that life itself is meaningless and you bring meaning to life. This is part of our humanity. And I thought to myself, I'm gonna start asking myself that question. What, anytime I'm making a choice, anytime something is coming across my plate or I'm just thinking about something, I am gonna ask myself, what meaning am I bringing to this? Am I looking at it as a purposeful action even though it doesn't feel good? Am I thinking, wow, okay, this doesn't feel good, but if it's in my experience, then it's here for me to see, and then it really can uh, be painful, but a uh, help or a push along the path to continue going. Because I don't know about you, but the things that I pay attention to more so are the things that hurt or don't feel comfortable, and these are the things that push me more, like we talked about pain uh, pushes and vision pulls. And so I started to notice that there's an underlying tone of um, defensiveness sometimes, right? And how can I be more humble and open? And, and when someone says something to me, let there be a willingness to hear it. When things don't go right, um, you know, I can sit back and, and ask the universe, why is this in my experience? What have I done in my in myself to bring this to me and how can I see it different and be more loving and kind and compassionate. So understanding the ego barriers, these limiting beliefs, which we hear at Science of Mind, we love uh, the idea of looking at these. Uh, limiting beliefs, fears, attachments, they stem from the ego identification to who you think you are and how you see the world. That's how come you can have an experience we can both be looking at the same thing, and I can see beauty, light, love, or the opposite, and you can see something different because we are creating our own reality. We have free will, we have choice, and we have been conditioned and taught to see the world through our lens, and then there is reality that is beyond all of that. And when we dissolve the resistance of the ego, it 
uh, becomes a useful tool to navigate this world with right human relations, with the ability to be discerning, with the ability to meet the instance with what it needs. And I don't mind, I don't mean being nice, because I'm a nice girl. You know, I always get taught up and that's not nice. And sometimes that prevents me from making the right decision because then I get stuck in that people pleasing that we were talking about. And so I started to ask myself, where did this come from and how did I get there? And, you know, uh, being raised in the Catholic faith and uh, having the parents that I did and some of the teachers that I did, it's just how I learned to be. And instead of being hard on myself, I just need to recognize when that is happening. And then if I can't find my way out, use one of the beautiful gifts that the universe has bring, brought to me. Many teachers, practitioners, uh, you know, just asking the universe, show me. I have found always brings the answer. And it always surprises me when it comes. And then I write it in my little book of miracles. And then my ego uh, just starts to, the resistance just starts to fall away. It is diligent work. It is not always easy. Anybody who's willing to walk the spiritual path has a tremendous courage. And as David Hawkins says, courage has a high energy vibration and it pushes you in directions you never thought you could go. And then you get to celebrate yourself. So when we understand these ego barriers and that they create dis uh, distortions and perceptions of reality, we can start to filter through uh, the lens of personal biases, judgments, and patterns. And we can begin to see how we identify with the world. And we can then transcend those ego boundaries, uh, barriers, I apologize, in an essential way. And we create a spiritual evolution and an enlightenment with a higher consciousness. And you know, when I think about this, I mean, I just entered the path and when I went to see my teacher, Rebe, I started with him and I, and I sat in front of him and, and he said, you know, who, who are you? And I go, I, I'm a practitioner. And he's like, okay, that's great. And he started to tell me this story about this is a spacesuit. And we, you know, that our soul inhabits it. And, that, and I'm, 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 I'm simplifying it because there are some other things about that that uh, you will find out on your own as you progress. But he said, just think that there's a user manual and that all moms and dads have these user manuals and maybe page 8, 10, and 12 for your mom is missing and your dad is missing 6, 7, and 9 and then you meet a friend and then they are missing pages and so you're taught you know, what they think they know and then that's how you learn to be and that's how you move through the world in your reality. And then when the world rubs up against you, you start asking the question. And he said, you can ask the question, you know, what pages in the user manual am I missing? And then a teacher shows up for you to help you with those missing things to cultivate your ego personality and to ha make it a energetic powerhouse to move through this existence. You magnetize, you become illuminated, and you draw unto you all that you desire, and you use it for the greater good of humanity. I love the idea of that. And I am a work in progress, and we all are. And when we are truthful and honest about our reality, this is when we get to shift and move. And you get to meet these people to remind you of your truth. We were sitting around last night doing our meditation and I was holding little baby Esty and, and I started to say something about her nervous system and my beautiful friend said, stop. 
Whatever is manifesting in the physical world is not her truth. You just let that be, and you talk about the reality of, of the situation. She is beauty, she is light, she is love. Uh, I'm adding these things, because he, he, in his stop, it was like a command from, um, um, from his soul to mine to wake up and see the beauty, not the problem. And that's what I got from David Hawkins' teachings. It was a transformative moment for me. I talked with my friend about it all the way home, how that moment really, I stopped and I called Bill and I go, oh my gosh, this thing that's really been bothering me that I've been doing, someone actually called me on it and I took it as a beautiful moment from soul to soul and I, in that moment, had a shift and realized I no longer have to tell these stories. I can know the physical reality or how it's presenting, but I can hold in my consciousness the ultimate highest truth. I have that ability and I, in that moment, shifted in my ego personality self and my soul uh, took a little bit more space in my beingness and, and it made me feel good and beautiful and honest. So, so what we are here to do is aid in the relief of suffering. As individuals, we no longer have to cling to those egoic desires. Attachments to the perpetual cycles of dissatisfaction I've talked about this before, you know, you want something, chocolate cake, and you eat it, it feels really good, you're like, yeah, I got the chocolate cake, and then tomorrow that desire comes back, and it's just like this wheel that goes round and round, and our goal is to get off that wheel, our goal is to make better decisions, you know, and it doesn't mean you can't have nice things, if you want a Lamborghini, go and manifest one, but just know that that happy feeling that you have from the objective world dissipates, but the true happiness of who you are, if you want everlasting happiness and the realization or the actualization of your higher self to live in perpetual happiness, stay on the spiritual path. Recognize yourself, know yourself, be willing to be vulnerable, be willing to share, be willing to be open. And in closing, I just want to say that Dr. Hawkins, you know, his teachings emphasize the transformation of those ego barriers, the resistance. It is essential for our spiritual growth, the relief of that suffering, and alignment with your higher consciousness through continued practices, meditation, right teacher, right thinking, right human relations, journaling. You know, we know all the practices, we talk about them all the time. We have to cultivate an attitude of discipline. We have to, I lack discipline. <laughs> so I am cultivating and uh, working on discipline, getting up in the morning and even just staring at my journal. If I don't know what to write in it, it is an act of discipline for me. And I have this habit of, I go see all the pretty journals. I have, you can ask my husband, like 800 of them rolling around my home. And then my perfectionism doesn't want me to write in them because they're all pretty and gold and they have flowers. <laughs> but I um, recognize that this repeated buying of the journal is my soul calling me to settle down and become disciplined and move forward and take action. And I always feel so much better when I follow through. So you, as an individual, can transcend this ego identification. You can meet a life reality instead of the perception, and you can navigate life with greater clarity, authenticity, 
and the peace that you are. Namaskaram. And we will anchor this in some prayer, shall we? Okay. All right. I like when Jackson plays. <laughs> I just know right here, right now that that part of us, our personality that has been formed and, and can be transformed and that is so useful in our, uh, you know, it's God's good pleasure to utilize the personality until it is absorbed into the higher realms for the greater good of humanity, for the greater good of ourselves our families, our community, our, our, our country, our state, our nation, the world. And that as we dedicate ourselves on the spiritual path, that the angelic realms, the higher powers, the passed on teachers, the archangels, whatever you believe are there to support you in your efforts to move forward. The angels and devas sing every time someone is willing to look at themselves to have the courage and power to transform is a true gift. It is a personal journey. And we here at Centers for Spiritual Living celebrate that part of you. I celebrate that part of you. And I know for you and myself and everybody in this building and as it magnetizes and flows out that all who resonate with this message find their way here. They find their way here as a seeker and leave as the scene. This is the promise of tomorrow, is your personal freedom. I celebrate this and I know it and I stand on it for myself and for you and anyone that I meet. I see the truth beyond the seeing of my human eyes. I know the truth beyond the knowing and I recognize it. I claim it for you and myself and everyone I meet. Oh, my soul of love, joy, and peace. And I claim this for us. I claim it for all of humanity. And I recognize this truth, this cosmic truth, that we're on a journey back to the cosmic heart. I release this into the law, knowing it cannot be returned void. For where there are more than one people in agreement, it is done. And so it is.